What up, what up, what up, Richmond? How are we doing today here on a Monday, July 31st? I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We're live and local until 3 p.m. Before we hand it off to Grant and Danny, you can always get in touch with us throughout the show on Twitter as well, at AWOD Radio or at 910thefan. This is the home for the first ever, the inaugural football festival coming to River City Roll August 19th from 3 to 7 p.m. You can expect live music. we got two great bands, Chris Leggett and, of course, Flight Club. We've got DJ Dukester representing James Madison University, and I'll be on stage for AWOD's football season preview, part of AWOD's football festival coming to River City Roll August 19th from 3 to 7 p.m. And uh, I will say, Zach, I went to River City Roll on Friday night. The place was packed. You know, this so is packed. the thing about Football Fest. It, you, we The fan needs an inaugural like signature event. Hadn't had one in a while, right? So you're the vehicle for that, which is great. And I think we found the perfect spot because it will be a first time. But that place is always hopping. But now you see that crowd on, on Saturday the 18th. And all Saturday the, the 19th. 19th and all the jerseys coming in and I'm bringing my kids like we're going to have a blast. Yeah, no, it's going to be a really good mix. And you're right, because when I went to River City Roll on Friday night, it was packed with a, a, a younger age group. Right. Everyone uh, there was between like 22 and 30. But there was also an older band performing. The band members were in their 50s or 60s and no they kidding. were rocking. And so there were a few you know, people in their 50s there also. So it was a great mix. So I know we have two good acts, we right? Have, well, we well, got three. Really... I don't know the EDM DJ stuff. So the, that's not I, my, you know, in so my I was wheelhouse. meeting with the DJ this weekend. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put on a really good show where it's gonna be a mix of you know the kind of set that he usually does uh-huh. with like a football theme, right? Sweet. So he's gonna play like all the college football theme music, the NFL hits songs that you hear. Uh, so it's gonna be awesome. Uh, but yeah, River City Roll on Friday night was so packed. And so I was just kind of like closing my eyes and imagining what yeah. it's going to be like on August 19th. It, I, I really hope we can get a, a large crowd there. And I, I think, think we, we should be able to. Yeah, We're going to have a bunch of special guests. Uh, I've been talking with Virginia Tech. They're going to have a big name in attendance. Uh, we can't announce it yet, but of course, we've still, we've still got uh, 19 days to promote this. It'll be there all day too, right? Yeah. And it's like, you can't have to stay for the whole thing. I mean, it really is. We're setting this up so you can meet your fans. Right. From right? 3 to 7 p.m. as soon Even as you walk in. Even if it's just in, one beer time. There's going to be live music playing. 5 o'clock is when I want everybody to be there for the football season preview show on the stage. And then the headliner starts at 5.30, Flight Club. And they'll be playing all the way till 7 p.m. We'll be giving away prizes, special gifts. we got to bring them in here before, oh, oh, the, yeah. before their gig. They should come in. I, I definitely want to talk to them. I want to find out. What their favorite teams are, right? Oh, that's kind of what I'm interested in. Yeah, the other yeah. side. You know, it's it's some. I used to make fun of my friend Connor for this. Whenever he would meet a new bro, he would say, <laughs> "Oh, what what's your four favorite teams?" And the people would be like, "Oh, I like Cubs and Spurs and you know Commanders." And I just thought it was so lame. But now here I am, ten years later. It's like what I like to ask guys. It's like a screener, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a Barbie screener that chicks are using for uh, potential mates. No way. Yeah, I'll have to talk about that later. In really? Netflix. Yeah. Oh, man. That's dangerous. That's a tease right there. Uh, something I wanted to get into right now, though, uh, on the show was um, UFOs. There was a UFO sighting. And, uh, of course, 
Virginia has been mentioned. Virginia sightings detailed in the UFO hearings that took place last week. So testimony by a former Navy pilot stationed in Virginia Beach figured prominently in last week's congressional hearings on UFOs. His name, Ryan Graves, a former Navy F-18 pilot, called the sightings, quote, an open secret among air crews stationed in the area in Virginia, per the Virginia Mercury. Uh, I just think that's so interesting, right? It's an open secret that they're all seeing UFOs. I mean, aliens are living amongst us right now, and we don't know about it because everybody is keeping it a secret. And the whole thing is, oh, we're gonna be transparent now. We're gonna let everyone know. No, things are not coming out for years and years later. Graves recounted an encounter from 2014. Why am I finding out about this nine years later? They could have built an underground community by now, Zach. They're living and walking amongst us. I yes. mean, you, you saw the girl on the plane that MFR isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> what is the we deal always with see that? her because she's cute. Why is that? But we I don't see the dude that she was freaking out about. I, I have seen her image a thousand times in the last <laughs> and month. She's, maybe she's an alien too because nobody's seen her since. Right. She's disappeared. <laughs> so Graves, the former Navy pilot, recounted a 2014 encounter that took place 10 miles off the coast of Virginia Beach. Maybe they were they were there for Odyssey's Oceanfront well, concert I, series. I think now that I recall, I might have worked with a few aliens. I don't <laughs> know. Twenty-five years in radio. Yeah. So uh, in terrestrial. Which, in 2014, <laughs> he reported that his squadron quote saw a clear sphere with a great cube inside, hovering motionless against the wind. I mean, it's so intriguing. I just I, have you ever been like I, I'm gonna look up in the sky. I hope I see something. I hope they're listening to my thoughts right now. Just show me. It's like Jesus. Just somebody show me. You know? I do. I do. From time to time, like to look up at the sky. Mm -hmm. And anytime I see something, I am convinced that it's not a UFO. That it's just a shooting star. Yeah, and shooting I, stars are sweet. And I love to make a wish. I mean, I see anything in the, I'm a, oh, please, please let me get that bonus. Please let me get that ratings bonus. You know what freaks me out, though, <laughs> after the congressional hearings is the word I've been thinking so much about biologicals, right? So it's not, it's like a thin, 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 synthetic, synthetic skin, right? Like a bio skin that they put on top of these things. And they're just like, they're humanoid drones, basically. Have you been watching Secret Invasion? No, I was like, biologicals? That means, like, all right, it's their skin. It's the alien skin that they're talking about. <laughs> I just think I see that he's quoted saying a sphere, a clear sphere. And that's what blows my mind is that do they really have technology that can fly, you know, through space at the, you know, the speed of light, but it's also see-through? Like, that that's wild. Yeah. You I'm can sure actually they have see it all. into it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just popping in and out of galaxies. Yeah. You know what I bet they're doing in there is I bet they're playing Uno, right? Just to pass the time. That's probably cooler right? than Uno. <laughs> well, you're right. Maybe they're playing. It's called Dose. You know, it's, <laughs> it's the next version. It's it's intergalactic Uno. <laughs> well, they they had a, another sighting over a Russian military yeah. base. So oh. uh, maybe they think the end of times is near, you know, well, well, with all these nukes. That's what's interesting is another witness, a former intelligence officer by the name of David Grush. All right. He is uh, he told members of the government that um, or he told witnesses that the government is in possession of non-human biologics from a crashed UFO. Yeah. And it's just it's so annoying because. As these things are coming out, it's coming out at the time where the government is saying, oh, we're trying to be more transparent 
but we're telling you things that happened nine years ago. Nine years ago. I mean, the aliens could have came and left by then, you know, or they came and they take it over already and we don't know what's happening. Oh, they're in, they've are they been in the White House oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. what, 20 years? Yeah. Well, that's that's just the plot of Secret Invasion. Now, all we need is Samuel L. Jackson to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, nobody's watching his new show. Yeah, I know. Except for me. Maybe somebody else. I watched three episodes last night. Yeah, I we had need She-Hulk then. <laughs> She-Hulk. We love her because she's hot. Yeah. Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105. 1FM, you know we love our UFO sightings here on The Fan. If you want to chime in, it's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Tomorrow, the Washington Commanders put on pads for the first time at training camp. What's your biggest questions for training camp? 833-804-0910. The Richmond Commander coming up next. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the final day in July. Man, summer is almost over. It's going too quick here, Zach. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say it was so hot, blazing hot Friday and Saturday. Sunday didn't Saturday cool down. Saturday stupid. I mean, just unbelievable. I can't stand it. I, I walked outside and I had sweat uh, from head to toe. You know what, though? It's okay because that's what makes autumn so glorious. You're an autumn guy? Oh, yeah. Favorite by far. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hate man. summertime, dude. I like I, you don't call it fall. It's autumn to you. Autumn. <laughs> it's more that? romantic. <laughs> <laughs> that must be a northeast thing. <laughs> so and autumn is beautiful in in the Commonwealth. I must say that's a good point. Uh, Washington Commanders are having a lot of excitement right now. The fan base is rejuvenated and excited for the start of training camp. We've had ten thousand people plus out there every single day, and tomorrow will be the start of. Training camp with the pads on, and that's when things get serious. I'm just hoping and praying we don't see any injuries tomorrow, right? Because that's the number one thing. As soon as they put the pads on, every team around the NFL seems to lose one guy to like a non-contact injury, and then all of a sudden they pop an ACL or an Achilles. Uh, Well, everybody is out at Commander's training camp this week, except for one group, and that is the team that, because they banned... Don Geronimo and Crash Young of local WBIG Big 100 from training camp after on Friday, the pair called WSA sports anchor Charlotte McBride uh, by a term that was determined to be sexist. Now, uh, the commander's new ownership group took swift action uh, to remove the two radio hosts after they discovered the remarks. Now, the ownership in Washington... For the last five years, since Ron Rivera's been hired, was desperately trying to change the culture that was set by Dan Snyder. And as soon as the commanders were sold from Josh Harris to Dan Snyder, the NFL tried to sweep under the rug the sexual harassment lawsuit, right? They fined Dan Snyder immediately. I mean, that news broke Friday night, the night that the sale was finalized. So it was like totally swept under the rug. Well... The new ownership group is not playing around. They removed the two radio hosts after the remarks towards a female reporter. And by the end of the day, Don Geronimo was fired. Now, of course, um, Charlotte McBride, who is the victim in this, is a WUSA 9 sports anchor. I've known exactly who she is since she started at WUSA 9 in D.C. in 2020. She's been a reporter uh, covering sports since 2007. And, and so that's really what it comes down to is 
How does John Geronimo not know who she is? How are you a radio host in the market and you don't know who a local TV person is? You know, that's that's the number one thing that I, I feel like he's a, a, a dummy for. Like, you uh, or know, he does. And, and, he, and he it just, just slipped his mind. Maybe she iced him or whatever. All I know. I just heard about this this morning. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, it was big news for me all weekend long. All I know is I know every single sports host that's on in Richmond, and that's TV and radio. And I know who a lot of the news people are, too. It just kind of seems like that's what you should know inside the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, know who your competitors are. And um, you don't have a good relationship with them or not, but you should be aware of who they are. The commanders and a spokesman for the team said after Don Geronimo uh, was had his credential taken away, they said, quote, we have worked hard to ensure that everyone feels safe and respected in our workplace. And we took swift action when we learned that an employer of our partner iHeart made sexually disparaging remarks to and about a member of the media while she was broadcasting live from training camp yesterday. That's the biggest issue is that she was trying to go around and just do her job. Yeah. You know, she was not she wasn't a fan, you know, that was, you know, dressed up there. No, she was a sports reporter working in her work environment at the time. And Don was just there and shouted, hollered something at yeah, her? Yeah, I don't know. And well, he wasn't working? What he should have been doing was talking football, right? Yeah. Talk football and talk football and nothing else, right? You're at a training camp. I was at ACC kickoff. Did I do one segment that wasn't football related? No. You know, that's that's what you do when you go on location. And so it just, here's a little inside radio. What did radio. he say? Here, the quote from him was, he, he's used the term Barbie. And that he thought she was a cheerleader uh, during practice. Um, the the my biggest issue with the whole thing though is that it just seems like a radio host that showed up to work one day and didn't have an outline. And that is one thing that I pride myself on. And you know from working with me yeah. uh, in just a few man t- you know, a few weeks here. I'm very detailed oriented. I try to have a full outline. I can't keep up with all of your details, right? Because <laughs> I, I try to I try to let my audience know that I'm not making s up. I'm not just throwing things against the wall that see what sticks. Yeah. You know, I, I pride myself in this job here and making sure that I'm doing an organized show. Now, sometimes, you know, we'll just go with the hot topic. And uh, if news breaks in the middle of the show, you run with that. But for the most part, I, I like to be very detail-oriented and have a full outline. And to me, it just felt like Don showed up and said, Oh, I'm Don Geronimo. I've been on the radio for 40 years. I can do shtick. And I can do a show without any plan." That's what it seemed like to me. Again, I, I don't know. I don't have too much context here. I, I don't know Dan or Don. Um, I've heard of uh, Crash, obviously, and he does other stuff with iHeart, I know, on other stations. Yeah. I, know, I know their boss quite well, so uh, that had to be uncomfortable. But, yeah, I'll shoot some text messages and see what's going <laughs> so on. But over the it's weekend, pretty cut and dry, sounds like. Oh, yeah. Over the weekend, iHeart Media D.C. Region President Aaron Hyland announced that Don Geronimo had been fired after an internal review. The quote was, after an internal review, Don Geronimo is no longer an employee of WBIG. Um, We take matters of this nature very seriously, and this behavior does not align with our core values. I think the reason that iHeart moved so quickly on this is because they knew this was going to become a national story. Because anything with the name Commanders now is just taking off. I mean, the New York Post posted about this yesterday. Right. And they're kind of like 
Radio one, 101, everybody goes to them for breaking news. And so, um, you know, this is the quote. Oh, here's the quote in the broadcast. Don Geronimo reportedly shouted, quote, Hey, look, Barbie's here. Hi, Barbie girl. I'm guessing she's a cheerleader. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess he didn't watch all of his modules <laughs> right. up at iHeart. Yeah, I know, right? Don't we do? I mean, we have to do hours and hours of modules every single year. Yeah. And the respect in the workplace, for sure. I mean, yeah. that, that's just a bonehead move. Right, absolutely. You know, what was he, he, like, driving by in a golf cart or something like that? No, I mean, he was, like, stationed. Here's the worst I mean, part of it. He's not a sports radio guy, he's but not. he's on a classic rock morning show, right? That's well, what big is, classic rock, but they're the they're the uh, station, the flagship station for the commanders. Right, and that, and, you know, it, it goes back to a bigger issue, which is with the commanders. Why the hell did they even hire iHeart? What are you doing putting commanders games on a rock station? You know, I was trying to explain this to my mom yesterday because she called me because, you know, she knows about Don Geronimo back in the 80s when it was Don and Mike, right? Mm. And, and she was trying to understand why the commanders would have games on a station that is going to play rock in the morning and rock at night and not have people talking sports. Because they want the signal. Yeah. They want the FM signal. See, I think it was bigger than that. I think that Jason Wright and the commanders wanted to control the narrative for this team. And it was part of because partly because, hey, how are you supposed to do interviews when everyone's talking about the drama of Dan Snyder? Oh, you sign with Big, and you get people that are not sports reporters asking questions, and what do they do? They say, hey, feed me questions. Hey, Ron, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, Jason Wright, explain to us off the all the charity work that the commanders are doing. That's why they wanted the shows uh, and the games to be on big, on Classic Rock, because they didn't want the junkies, Grant and Danny, and your boy Awad hounding them with serious off-the-field questions. And well, talking about so Dan Snyder. what does this do now with the relationship? Does iHeart, does, do the uh, commanders continue to work with iHeart, or do they go to somebody else? I mean, I think that... What's up, Odyssey? I, I think that Mitchell Rails would like the games to be back on WTEM, that he was he was part owner uh, of back 20-something years ago. So if you think about it, Mitchell Rails, Josh Harris, Mark Ein, who are all like childhood friends, right? They pay $6.05 billion for a franchise. You don't think they'd want a little nostalgia of, hey, let's have the, ta- the games back on the Team 980 like they were when we were growing up. Let's get everything back on AM radio. Let's make AM radio great again. Well, I'm I don't think there's that. any love lost because everything that I've heard just doing radio, um, the games didn't really help the ratings on big too much. Right. No. So I don't And the think team was either, bad. Yeah. Now there's new ownership group. The team's going to be good again. So this is a bad blunder. Oh, by yeah. Not, because oh, yeah. it could have been a big year for people listening to the games. It's it's a die it's a disaster for iHeart and that's why I'm so glad that we work for Odyssey. <laughs> right? Promote the good guys. Yeah. You got the sports junkies from 6 to 10 a.m. I take over from 12 to 3 p.m. before I hand it off to Grant and Danny. Yes, Grant Polson, the DC Sportscaster of the Year in 2022, and Danny Ruye, hilarious comedian who's doing commercial spots with Charles Barkley. Yeah. Listen to the good guys. They're awesome. And you can hear us all day long on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll go around the NFL with Mark Schofield next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Better watch what you say about She-Hulk. A couple weeks ago when Josh Harris bought the Commanders, he didn't call into Don Geronimo's show. No, he called in to Grant and Danny right. to celebrate with the fans on 106.7 The Fan and... 910 the fan 
here in Richmond, Virginia. And joining us right now to go around the NFL on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's our buddy Mark Schofield. What's going on, Mark? What's going on, Adam? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. What's going on with Sean Payton these days, man? I mean, we've got our first training camp coach beef of the 2023 NFL season. I mean, Sean Payton last week talking about Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos, and the situation they were in last year and absolutely blasted Nathaniel Hackett, who, like I think anybody could admit, had some struggles in his first time, first go-round as an NFL head coach. But, you know, Payton absolutely blasted him. Robert Sala came out and fired back. And then over the weekend yesterday, it was Aaron Rodgers, you know, calling those comments insecure, telling Peyton to keep his coach's name out of his mouth. Peyton tried to walk it back a little bit, saying, no, 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 I had my Fox Sports analyst hat on and kind of broke the, the, the vows of the coaching fraternity in doing that. But, you know, certainly some, some heated words between these two teams. And it's important to keep in mind, they play week five out in Denver. And so, you know, that's going to be a fascinating game to watch. And in speaking and seeing some of the commentary coming out of Denver from the Denver media, Broncos fans are loving it. You know, because Broncos fans were as frustrated as anyone with what they saw from Hackett last year, what they saw from that team last year, you know. And so Broncos fans were kind of behind what Peyton was saying. So, you know, it's never dull in the NFL. It's not going to be dull in the AFC this year. This is certainly one way to kick things into high gear. Speaking of kicking things into gear, the NFL season begins Thursday. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, this Thursday, the 2023 Hall of Fame game, Thursday, August 3rd, the Cleveland Browns taking on the New York Jets in Canton, Ohio. Will we get to see Aaron Rodgers? I doubt it. I mean, (laughs) I would be surprised. I mean, we'll get to see him on the sidelines. You know, we'll get to see him in the uniform or at least the jersey or something, but you know, we won't see Rodgers. We won't see, you know, Deshaun Watson. You know, this is going to be a game where, you know, you'll tune in for the first 10 minutes because, you know, football's back and everything. But by the second quarter, it's going to be a lot of guys that were drafted on day three, roster bubble types. And, you know, certainly people that love the game will still stick around to the end to watch it. But, you know, this is, you know, when you get that Hall of Fame game, it's a tremendous honor because it means that your franchise is being recognized. Somebody your franchise history is getting into Canton that weekend. But, you know, it, it starts the clock early as an organization for the for the season this year. And so you typically don't see the, the, the premier players in that game because, you know, one more ch- opportunity for them to roll an ankle, twist the knee, have a calf strain, and suddenly you're behind the eight ball when the season actually starts. Mark, in the NFC, all eyes are on the San Francisco 49ers. Got an incredible defense, so many playmakers on offense. But do they have a quarterback, Brock Purdy? Uh, admitted he was rusty uh, back at training camp. They have Darnold. They have Trey Lance. What's going to happen with the quarterback position in San Francisco? I mean, a couple of different things there. I think I'll work here, Adam. One, the fact that Purdy was cleared to go for the start of camp is big because you would expect there to be rust given the injury, given the layoff, given the surgery he's coming back from. But the fact that he was cleared to go at the start of camp means he could sort of knock that rust off sooner rather than later if it was a situation where – he wasn't cleared till say, mid-August, then that rust might still be there around week one, and then they would face a difficult decision. Is, you know, is Brock Purdy at 80% the best option for them? I think this gives the Niners the best chance to have him at 100% when week one begins. And you know, I do think he's going to be the starter. When they made the announcement that he was cleared to go, both Lynch and Shanahan told the media, said, look, you know, he's going to be getting QB1 reps. 
know, he's going to be getting the QB one starter reps throughout training camp. So they're going into this with Brock Purdy being a starter. The interesting thing is that they've built somewhat of a QB agnostic team. Like you mentioned, you know, the talent they have at the quarter, at the non QB skill positions, whether it's receiver, running back, tight end on down the line, you know, we saw this team have success with Lance. We saw it have success with Garoppolo. We certainly saw it have success in Purdy's hands. And so whether it ends up being Donald for one reason or another or Lance for one reason or another, I'd expect the Niners to be good. But I think Purdy coming back, being cleared to go at the start of camp, you know, I think he's going to be 100% by the time week one rolls around. And it's his job. One week of training camp already done, and Mark Schofield with us here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Mark, I'd love to hear you break down the NFC East. I said earlier today on NFL Hits, I believe in the New York Giants to win that division. I've got the Eagles finishing second, the Commanders third, and Dallas will be without a coach and a quarterback next season. That's my hot take today on the fan. Yeah, I mean, that's a spicy take right there because a lot of people look at Dallas and think, okay, well, you know, this is still a talented roster. And, you know, with Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott and company, they can, you know, piece things back together, make a little bit of a run, new offensive coordinator there. But this is, I think, a very deep and talented division. You know, we saw it almost happen last year with all four teams almost getting into the playoffs with the way things ended up going down. You only got three of the four in, Washington missing out, but – it's a very good division, I think, top to bottom. I'm, you know, you want to tell me that you think the Giants are going to win this division? I can see it. You know, they've got Saquon back now, which is going to be a big part of their offense yet again. Led the team in targets last year. There's some excitement about Jalen Hyatt, the rookie wide receiver there. Eagles certainly an extremely talented team on paper. Obviously, get to the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC. You know, they've still got the weapons on offense. You know, a big question will be what does that offense look like schematically, conceptually, play calling wise with Shane Steichen now in Indianapolis. So there's pressure on their new offensive coordinator. But he was a you know, coach that was part of the group that developed Jalen Hurts. He was their quarterback coach. And so there's a relationship there. So I don't think the offense is gonna really miss too much of a beat, but that will be something to keep an eye on. You know, Dallas, it's interesting. You know, I'm still sort of a believer in Dak, but this is a make or break season for them. You know, Jerry Jones was facing a lot of questions last year about Mike McCarthy and his tenure. We know that he wants to win. You know, this might be the closing of that window in Dallas. But it's a very deep, talented division, top to bottom. You want to tell me you can make a case for any one of those teams to win the division? I could see it because there's talent everywhere. All right, Mark, let's get to the worst division in football. I'm talking about the NFC South. Last year, all four teams below 500. Tampa Bay eight and nine, Carolina seven and ten, New Orleans seven and ten, Atlanta seven and ten. I mean, there's no way that the NFL has had a year where two years in a row one division goes below five hundred. There's no way that's possible, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it happens. It's certainly the NFL's most chaotic division, you know, because you look at all four situations. You know, let's start in Atlanta where. There's excitement about the skill positions, but every clip, every video, every little bit of content that comes out out of their training camp, you know, the passes are behind receivers, they're overthrows. I saw a clip of, you know, Kyle Pitts, their tight end, running an out route, getting wide open, but the pass is behind him. There are questions about Desmond Ritter. You know, people I've talked to around the Atlanta Falcons have said he's had an up-and-down camp so far. I heard a rumor that Heineke could start by as early as week three. That's, you know, Heineke has looked better at times. Even Logan Woodside, their third-string quarterback, has looked better at times. And so, 
you know, the question in, in Atlanta, and really for most of these teams in this division, is the quarterback position because you've got a rookie quarterback, obviously, in Carolina. You've got the much ballyhooed quarterback camp battle between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. New Orleans probably has the inside track just because with Derek Carr, you've got at least an established veteran that can play well and has played well in the NFL. We've got the Kamara meeting reportedly coming up between him and Roger Goodell about a potential suspension there. But on paper, it looks like New Orleans is that team that's going to finish above 500, but absolutely the NFL's most chaotic division this year. Follow Mark Schofield on social media. I'm Adam Epstein at AWOD Radio. Follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Schofield. Mark, we've got Netflix coming up next. Are you watching quarterback on Netflix? Anything else you wanted to promote on streaming that I should check out? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm watching, working my way through quarterback. It's been fantastic. We're watching Slow Horses on Apple TV. We're into season two. It's uh, about MI6. It's fantastic. It's a fictional show, but absolutely loving that. I'm actually, I, I finally was able to get myself a Peacock subscription, so I'm working my way through Yellowstone. I had not ah. watched that series yet, but it's I'm just about at the end of season one. It's absolutely fantastic. And then, of course, The Bear. We're finally near the end of season two. Yes. Um, if you've watched The Bear, the, we, we did the Christmas episode last week at the end of last week, which is fantastic. But then we just watched Forks, the Richie episode, episode <laughs> seven of season two last night. One of the best hours or so of television I've watched in a is long that, time. Hey, Mark, is that, not, is that not the greatest character development with Cousin that you've ever seen? True. Tremendous. Absolutely. Like, I was in awe at the end of that episode of the arc for Richie, that from season one to where he began to where he is right now, just absolutely tremendous. And I, I know, you know, obviously in social media and stuff, I know what's coming down the, down the pike here, so I'm excited to see that. But just tremendous character development and arc right there for Cousin Richie. Well, Mark, we always appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks so much, Adam. Have a great afternoon. Yep, that's Mark Schofield. Follow him on social media covering NFL, F1, and more for SB Nation. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. 2 p.m. hour filled with a ton of great interviews. But joined by Joe House. House from D.C. He's part of... Bill Simmons, The Ringer Podcast Network. Love talking to him. You can get a a national perspective on sports, but also he's from D.C. He reps all the D.C. sports teams. So we'll get his take on the new ownership group, Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, and Magic Johnson. Then Brandon Katz, Mr. Hollywood, to go around Hollywood and entertainment, get his take on the writer's strike and All of the latest news with Netflix, quarterback, and could they be getting into live sports? We'll talk some Washington Nationals baseball with Andrew Golden, who covers the Nats for the Washington Post, and then catch up with our boy Chris Stoner, Stone Dog from Ref the District at 245. But uh, right now I wanted to let everybody in on a movie that I watched over the weekend that is still as good as it's ever been, and that is... Major League Two. 
Major League and Major League Two still slap to this day, Zach. Charlie Sheen is amazing as Wild Thing. Ricky Vaughn, right? Yes. Yeah. Ricky Vaughn. Wild Thing. You make my heart sing. And then they start saying, you suck at everything. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite is the two fans, like the loyal fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just beating the drum. Right. That's the funniest thing. So I rewatched Major League One and Major League Two. And so in Major League One, he's like, Uh, a big hater of the team and then the start of major league two he's like this is the year man this is the year we're gonna do it and then halfway through the season he's like you suck wild thing (laughs) it's just so great so that is the lead stories we catch you up on anything you might have missed including hollywood and entertainment on netflix netflix the best of streaming services tv movies books podcasts and more We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, so instead of talking about a movie from 20 years ago, I guess we should get to the box office. For the second straight weekend, Barbie dominated once again, earning $93 million and securing top spot once again. It's just so... Uh, the thing that's crazy to me about Barbie is that it's not that people are going, it's that they're making it a spectacle. It's like... You can't go to Barbie and not post on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Have you been to the the movies in no. the last couple weeks? No. All right, I took my kids this past Saturday. Okay. It was it was just stupid hot outside. Yeah. And Barbie was in full effect, dude. Really? This is at Westchester. Is uh, it just pink dresses everywhere? What's the bit? Every every kind of pink, every shade of pink. You, you can tell people don't normally wear pink. They were excited to <laughs> yeah. just take it out of the closet and put it on, even if it didn't fit. <laughs> And it was just crawling with Barbies yeah. out there. Um, skinny Barbies, pretty Barbies, ugly Barbies, <laughs> fat Barbies. Everybody was Barbieing it out. Okay? Yeah. I mean, but the what made me uncomfortable, can I just say this, then yeah. you take it away. There were girls that shouldn't have been dressed up in makeup and, and like tight clothes and stuff like that, too. Like, younger, it was, I felt awkward. Oh, really? But everybody was down with it. Oh, it's just like a younger age group, yeah. too. Old. Yeah. I will say, everybody's treating it like they're going to the Met Gala. Right? Yeah. They're going to prom, but instead of wearing black and white, they're just going to yep. wear pink. I can do whatever I want because I'm going to watch Barbie and it's cool with everybody yeah. or else. I will say uh, Michelle Beadle, longtime ESPN oh, yeah. host, she destroyed Barbie Did she? with a review. Good for her. She says it's she she made it a whole thing. Spectral, she dressed up, went with her friends. She said it's not funny. It's not witty. Ryan Gosling has one good line. Issa Rae has, has one good scene, and that's about it. She thought it was terrible. Uh, which was really interesting because it's getting great reviews. I'm sure. Um, Oppenheimer held strong, bringing in 46.6 million over the weekend and keeping the number two position. So as much as Barbie is attracting all the 20 and 30 year old women, Oppenheimer is attracting all the dudes from all different see, age groups. I wanted to go watch Oppenheimer, and I would take my kids. I got a 13 year old, so he could maybe watch the other kids. But yeah, um, we watched that Spider Verse movie okay i i've heard good things what'd you think i think it's cool but um you know my youngest is six so i have six nine and twelve yeah and the other two were like i gotta go to the bathroom like every you know 30 minutes basically so did it ruin your viewing yeah it really did only because we were right in the middle and everybody's got their reserved seats at the movies oh i know that's the most annoying annoying it was a small theater and there were birthday parties it was packed so we had we had people on either end of this on the row Uh uh-huh so we got up I'm not joking about 12 times during the movie. So I had to pick, all right, the first the first six. Like, after six, I started going out the other side because I well, felt bad for this dude and his other kids. The junkies always talk about this. They once, someone had an idea. 
for an app that tells you when is a good part in a movie to go use the restroom, you could have used that app. Oh, I could have. You were it, it really didn't matter. I would have run out of them. <laughs> I would have run out of times. What uh, what theater did you go to? Um, it was uh, Westchester, the Regal Cinema 16. Do they have nice seats there, like lounge They chairs? do. Uh, this Spider-Verse movie was in a tiny theater. Though. Oh, yeah. that's so lame. 2D, so I, lame. I, I don't think I can do regular seats anymore. Like, whenever my mom comes to visit and she's coming in two weeks for her birthday, uh, she always likes to go see a movie, and we've been going to movie land, I got to throw up the X and say no to movie land again. Oh. It hurts my neck and my knees and my back to sit in these regular chairs. I, I hate to, you know, sound entitled. And, oh, I, I need to go to a movie theater where I can kick back, but it's 2023. Come on now. Yeah. I need the chair to be motorized. I just do. Okay. All right. Did we want to warn the guys about the Barbie screener? What, what is that? That's this new thing now. Oh, so I don't know about this. If you're on a first date uh-huh. and she asks you what your thoughts on the Barbie movie are, that's how that's how the oh, second date is going to go. Oh, really? Yeah, it's up to that. Oh, this is this is good for we me. We know that only dudes are are listening, right? Okay, yep, yep. So oh, this we, is oh, good. We know, we know for a fact that there are zero in We looked it up. There might be. We should months. try and get a woman to call. Oh, absolutely. Um. Because if a guy really doesn't want to see it, or he's not open to talking about it, or what's even worse yet, if he's seen it and he thinks it's not a good movie, or if he doesn't get to the point, it's kind of a no-go. Oh, really? That's so, the screener. So if I go on a first date later this week, I have to say, oh, yeah, I've heard amazing things about Barbie. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's an amazing actor. I just, I've, I've been so busy because I work hard and I have an important job. Yeah. I just haven't had a chance to get out to see Barbie, but I can't wait to see it. That's what you have to say. Well, you know what? Everyone get, gives me a hard time, especially the junkies. They think it's so easy to pick up women and just say, hey, I'm a radio host. <laughs> I, I told a girl that this weekend. She looked at me. She said, so what? Yes. I'm surprised she I didn't say. I didn't know what to say. Do people listen to the radio anymore? <laughs> I mean. Nobody she, listens to the radio. She, she, she did not care what I had to say. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she, she was like, there's a great band performing at River City Roll. <laughs> no, I won't make out with you. You know? <laughs> well, Just, don't lead with that next time. Yeah, Just see what I, happens. Find out if they like sports first. No, I, no I'm going to lead with, oh, yeah, Margot Robbie's incredible. Yes. I want to see Barbie. Yeah. Greta Gerwig has never directed a bad film. You know? <laughs> How about that? Everything. Yeah. I think she does is 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 a ten. Yeah, I hope she does Barbie too. I can't wait. I haven't even seen one. Yet. Well, that's what I told my sister. I was like, Barbie's been so successful. I know you didn't sign up for this, but there's going to be a trilogy. Oh, there's yeah. just no way that it's making a hundred million week after week, and they're going to stop at one or two. There you, might be ten. It might be a tenner. You think it's going to be yeah. the new fast? We're going to be on Fast and Furious twenty four, yeah. and it's competing with Barbie thirteen. <laughs> The Fast and Barbie. Yeah, that would be it. You know what? That's a crossover I would sign up for. They're just going to have to find, for the next decade now, they'll find another maybe good movie to combo Barbie with well, at the box Ryan office Ryan Gosling July. was already in a good car movie called Drive, mm. right? So maybe they could do a crossover. Ken meets Drive meets Fast and Furious. Yeah. You know what? Or they could just come up with a creative new idea that nobody's ever done before. <laughs> there you That's go. That's what I would support. Hollywood's been out yeah. of ideas hey, for a long hey, time. Hey, Hollywood, why don't you light the, let the writers back to work, baby? <laughs> they want to write. I'm fine with the strike. There's so much content to catch up on on the streams. Y'all are good. No, I want the strike to end. I want it to end now. I'm tired of watching green people in Secret Invasion. It's not that good. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back.